Hello everybody and welcome to a, another episode of Doc Who Pod. Uh, my name is Jack and as always I'm joined by my co-host Bradley Fuller. Uh, Bradley, how are you? Oh, I'm pretty good, thanks. How are you? Not bad at all, thank you. Not too bad. A lot better than Josh who was supposed to be with us this uh, this week. Unfortunately, he made us look like right dickheads and lied to you all last week by saying <laughs> that Josh was going to join us. But he isn't this week, so uh, we pass on his apologies. Um, but uh, feel free to, you know, abuse him in the comments and, and tell him that he's, you know, he's slacking now. We, we're, I mean, look, should we demote him to a special guest? Well, I mean, if, I'm pretty sure there's a rule if you miss even one episode, let alone two episodes back to back, that yeah. you are demoted to a special guest. So that yeah. will be happening next week if he returns. If he, he actually knows, it could even be a cameo. Forever. It could even be a cameo. But yeah. we shall see. But this week we are talking about a, uh, a double uh, double parter, um, season three, episode eight and nine, uh, human nature and the family of blood. In one word, what are you thinking, Brad? Uh, different. Different. Interesting. Interesting. I couldn't decide between different or exciting. But yeah, Ooh. one of those two. I have two words. What about you? Heartfelt. I I feel this was a really nice. sweet episode. I quite like this episode. That, yeah. Both of them, like you know. But um, but before we uh we of course dive in, uh we are at the uh at the point of the podcast where we do who news. Um, so Bradley, any news on the who news from? Yes, for once we actually do have a bit of news this week. To be fair, um, a bit of a shocker, but also not a bit of a shocker. So, mm. uh, I don't know if you've seen it, JP, but um, obviously we've seen one. Episode episode of Shooty Gatwire in his Christmas special. I mm-hmm. uh, haven't seen any of his season yet, but it's already been announced that his companion, Millie Gibson, uh, has been dropped. Um, really? Which is a bit of a... Yeah, she's been dropped after one series. Apparently, she'll make a, the odd appearance in, a, in the second series, but I don't know how it's going to work. That's to wrap up her storyline, but I mean, it's a bit of a shocker because I don't think it's usually announced that they're dropped. They usually announce they're leaving. Um, whether it's been a bit over dramatized in the media, I don't know, but that's how it's being run. Um, obviously, you know, you've seen Rose uh, had two series, mm. um, and that's what you've seen so far. Um, so it's not always that they have long since, but yeah, it's a bit of a surprise. But um, she's apparently been replaced by another actress called Verada Setu. Now, do you recognize that name? I, no, no. I, I was going to say it's it's quite a distinct name, um, but no. Um, do, do you want to know, know what her? she's in? Go on. Uh, Andor. Now I don't know this, but you probably will. Ooh, she's who's in she Andor? Andor. Then. Yeah, no, I really liked Andor. Dinta Kaz. Kaz. Oh my gosh, she plays Kaz. I don't know who that is, but yeah. Oh, that's quite cool, actually. I really like that. She's apparently the new companion that will be after Millie Gibson. Yeah. No, I I'd, I'd rate that. That was. Um... Yeah, no, I, yeah. I mean, Andor was, I've got to say, was a breath of fresh air for Star Wars. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've never heard of her and, and I've never watched Andor. So what's your opinions on her as an actress? Oh, she's really good. She she played that yeah. kind of, um, like, it was just, the thing with Andor, it was kind of like a, how I imagine like resistance fighters would have been in like kind of early World War Two, like in France and, you know, the Czech Republic, Poland, everything right. like that. It was very dark. You couldn't trust anyone. She was, she was quite a not trusting character. But it was really interesting to see, you know, kind of, yeah, you know, like what it's going to be interesting to see what she actually brings to Doctor Who. Really, I mean, like 
I, I've not seen yeah. any of the new who yet. Like I said, the new, new, new who. Um, new, 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 new who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this time in 50 years, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, new, 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 new. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see what she brings to the table. Yeah, 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 it will be interesting. Um, obviously, we haven't really seen Millie Gibson yet. We've seen her in the Christmas special, and I really liked her. Mm. Um, so was a light shooter Gatwa. And I think Josh agreed with me when we done the uh, podcast. But yeah, we could see her do a full season and see what actually happens with her. But yeah, that's the uh, that's the big news this week. Um, nothing else really to announce. But yeah, that was pretty pretty big. Yeah, and that concludes who news. <laughs> so anyway, so back to uh, back to the reason why we uh, why we're troubling you this week. So um, season three, episode eight, and episode nine. Um, it was a very interesting couple of episodes. I'm not gonna lie. I I started off. Um, I did right at the start. I thought I wasn't gonna like this episode. Oh really? Why? I it's just as they come into the the you know they kind of like fall into the TARDIS, and I'm like, oh yeah. here we go again. Like you know, and to be honest, I've got nothing for the next time trailer apart from there were scarecrows in it, and yeah, yeah. it just straight away the Doctor says, oh did they see your face? And Martha just instantly goes no, and I'm like. Oh, this is gonna come back and bite them because they obviously did see her face, and you know. And I, I've got to say, I was pleasantly surprised of how these two episodes played out because, as I said, I, I genuinely think they're potentially two of the most heartfelt episodes of Doctor Who I've seen so far. And I really did. Yeah. But um, and then, of course, he just wakes up in bed. Martha's a maid. Yeah, you know, you're in kind of early, you know, 1913s England. And he lost his Scottish accent. And I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, I've got to admit, um, obviously I've not watched these episodes for quite a while. And I've always remembered them being pretty good episodes um, overall. But mm. watching them again now as a 25-year-old, I think I appreciate them even more. Like that, like you say, the, the heartfelt side of it, it's even better than I remember. They are two really great episodes. And uh, yeah, we'll dig into that deeper. But that's my overall thoughts on it. Mm. Um yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Um, I mean, these, I, I, to be honest, I, you know, it's times like this that I wish I'd seen them as a kid, and then I could rewatch them back now. Um, but unfortunately, we're not time lords, so we can't do that. But <laughs> it, it was, it's really interesting. Um, you know, to to kind of watch them, and um, I, I mean, it, I had no idea. I kind of had a little bit of, yeah, you know, a few hints and everything, and then when they confirmed what the actual plot was, that the Doctor's Time Lord was, you know, the, the Doctor as a Time Lord was contained in the pocket watch and, you know, everything like that. But um, it mm. was quite interesting seeing Martha kind of behind the scenes almost. Yeah, because she's not, I say she's not a main, she's not a main part of this episode, but she is the main part of this episode because yeah. she's the only one that knows what's going on. Yeah. And she's got, a, she's got help hide the doctor but at the same time sort of fit in with the school and fit in in the 1913 era which obviously um isn't the easiest thing for her um but yeah she she is pretty much like the main part of it but at the same time she's just a side character because she's just a cleaner you know the doctor's the teacher um and then you've got the matron you've got the headmaster who are obviously mm. higher figures yeah um but yeah, I think she does it really well, to be fair. I think it's a great episode for Martha. Martha. I, yeah, no, 100%. I, well, I, I think that the way that she plays it is is good. I, I You know, we'll get to it later in the episode, but I do think there are some parts that I'd say annoy me, 
I guess. Yeah, I, yeah. I reckon that they annoy me, but we'll get there. But going back to what you're saying about, you know, Martha finding it difficult to fit in in this kind of era. Oh, yeah. Era, depending on where you're coming from. But um, <laughs> I, it's very interesting because uh, it kind of, the writers are testing us as viewers. You know, you're almost, I don't know about you, but I'm almost uncomfortable. What do you mean? Well, you just, you because everybody knows that, you know, the history and there's been, you know, some some history has been very good and, you know, it's meant that we've got today as we know it. But there are some very, yeah. very bad parts of history. And, of course, mm. the way that, you know, kind of black people were, were treated is one of those, you know, many not good points in history. And, of course, it's always difficult. Yeah. I mean, the part where she's scrubbing the floor with uh, with Jenny and I'm like... Wow, you know that's <laughs> yeah. It's you're almost waiting for it. It's horrible, but like it's like um, I don't know if you've ever seen Django Unchained. You know the uh, Tarantino film with Jamie Fox and um, no, I haven't. To be fair, no. That's uh, that's a very very interesting film. It's it's worth a watch. I mean, I thought it's good to be fair. Yeah, it's no. really good. It, it's uncomfortable as hell as a, as a white guy. It's uncomfortable as hell because. <laughs> They throw the N-word around a lot of times, as they would back in, you know, kind of that's it. But I, I remember reading an interview with um, Samuel Jackson and Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. And, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio was like, I can't do this. I can't keep throwing the N-word around. Like, I, I, just, <laughs> I think against, I heard that. Actually, yeah, that and he's like, yeah. it's against my nature. And Samuel Jackson just turned around to him and went, motherfucker, this is a normal Tuesday for us. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, you know. But it's, it's, it's such a, again, it's a powerful thing, you know, and it's, and it's nice to see that we've come a lot further. I mean, I know there's ways to go and everything, but it's nice to see how far we've come so far, you know. But, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah they, no, they nod to, they nod to it without overdoing it, and I think yeah, they, agreed, they do it hundred percent, hundred percent. But um, yeah. what what did make me laugh though was of course Joe, because we we all know that Martha is a trainee doctor, um, and of course her knowledge of medicine is going to be a lot more advanced than Joe's is. As, oh yeah. you know, even though that she technically Joe is a qualified nurse, but you're talking you about know, matron. Well, matron, yeah, I suppose matron. They don't, yeah. have to, you know, um, is that her but, name, Joe? Yeah, Joe. Was it? I'm sure it was. Yeah, oh, I'm sure I just it always was. remember his matron. But um, no, I know that I know, of something. course, that you know she's technically qualified and Martha's not. But at the same time, what Martha knows as a trainee is probably far so yeah, kind of. Oh yeah, she's trained more. like eighty years in the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but that was the thing that made me laugh is because, of course, you know when the doctors come after he's fallen down the stairs, which, by the way, how hilarious was that? Um. <laughs> she goes about the heart she goes about the heart rate and, and the, you know the doctor's like oh yeah no I think I've got I've dreamed I've dreamed that I've got two hearts and it, it just makes me laugh because literally a couple of sentences before Joe goes to Martha she's like I know a lot more about medicine than you you made you know that kind of thing yeah and yeah. uh and then literally like the next frame proceeds to take uh, the doctor's heart rate over his waistcoat and his shirt <laughs> <laughs> and I know that they probably couldn't get David Tennant like you know kind of doing it, you know, stripping off his shirt and everything. Yeah, come but... on. This is kids' TV back in the early, I know, like, late but 2000s. still, like I don't know. It just <laughs> it just made me chuckle. It was saying that I was just like, yeah, sure, all right, you're the professional. But um... <laughs> yeah, that is a bit of an oversight, to be fair, in the writing. She could yeah. have just put it underneath his shirt as you would probably at the doctors or something. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, maybe, but... maybe they didn't back in those days. Who knows? Maybe they didn't know back then. No, that's true. 
yeah, no, that's true. I suppose we weren't around yeah. there, so we so we don't know. But um, yeah, but yeah, um, and then we get which is probably my favourite part of the episode, the mm-hmm. Doctor or Al, uh, no John Smith, is it? John Smith, not Alfie Smith, John Smith's journal. Yep, I it's I love it. it. To be fair, yeah. I absolutely love it. Just the drawings, the mad scribbling, like that man, right? Has you 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 can see it now. That man woke up in the morning and just had to write everything down. It didn't matter about lines. He was just, I'm writing it there, and that's it there. And I just love the chaotic nature of the journal. Yeah. But yeah, it's chaotic, but it's in order. You know, as I'd they go through. I love to know through. what it actually says as well, because you don't even really see what it says, because the writing's a bit skew-whiffy. And uh, you see the drawings that are obviously of like the aliens that they fought on the TARDIS and stuff but I'd love yeah, to know yeah, what he actually yeah. wrote well, down you, you can you can actually pause and read it it is, it is legible because, is it readable? yeah yeah it's readable because when he oh. mentions about the TARDIS and he says it's a it's a kind of like a magic carpet kind of thing in the drawing of the mm. TARDIS like next to the drawing of the TARDIS there is the words magic carpet so oh, I'm okay. assuming that the whole thing you know <laughs> there's probably guys that have broken it down and you know if there is we'll try and link somewhere but it, I'd love to just see what it was regarding. You know, it would be it would yeah, be so yeah. um, it would be so good. Um, but um, but yeah, no, it's I, I just it, it was easily my favorite part. And then you get Rose, even in the Doctor's dreams, or you know John Smith's dreams, Rose still appears, and just you see yeah. Martha's face. He's just oh yeah, oh it's a picture in it. It's a picture. Uh, she's not feeling great, is she, old Martha? In these episodes. Yeah, no, exactly. A couple of daggers to the heart. <laughs> I, I, I do feel bad for her, to be honest. I do feel bad for her, but yeah, at the same time... She's doing everything right, bless her. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, the, the, I mean, that's the thing. She's doing everything. She's not done anything wrong. And she's doing everything she can. And I just, it's obvious that, I, to me, I think, especially in this episode, I think that she wants to be with the Doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean... That's sort of been the the vibe ever since she really joined. Ever since the Shakespeare episode, I think mm. going back to them laying in the bed. But but um yeah no. So what what Brad was saying, you know, it, it, it's very very interesting. Um, but yeah no, I've got to say it's just you know, and then we get that beautiful scene where um Martha then decides to go on a bike ride, which I th- I think is probably the most awkward bike ride I, I think I've ever seen. It's <laughs> just. Martha looking at like she's gonna, you know, almost fall over. But I will say she was in heels, so yeah, I don't think I could ever ride a bike in heels. So fair play to to Martha for doing that. Um, but we get our probably a, again another really really heartfelt scene where Martha greets the TARDIS like an old friend, and I I I I just love it. I I think it is it is so good. She just goes, oh hello there. I just it's such a sweet thing and I, I was saying to you about the music as well the music is almost it almost reminds me of you know that scene in Toy Story 2 where you get the old guy that comes and he like patches up Woody and he like does oh, the yeah. painting bit it's almost like that it's like a kind of a toy shop kind of vibe with the music you know I'd I, I love yeah. it yeah it's got to be tougher as well you've got to think but I mean I think they say that it's two or three months they have to be there to wait until their mm-hmm. ascent goes and they and they die. Mm. But um, literally, like Martha's been traveling around the world, uh, traveling around the universe with the Doctor, like 
join her adventures and that. And now she's literally had to sit in 1913 in a place that she's probably not enjoying. Yeah. Because um, she's not really spending time with the Doctor. And she's literally got to be there for months mm. without the TARDIS. She's going back and seeing the TARDIS to see if it's all right. And she's just sitting there thinking of the memory she's already got. And she just probably just wants to fly off again. It's got to yeah. be tough. Yeah, no, 100%. And I've got to say as well, it's a good thing the Doctor gave her a key in the previous episode. Otherwise, she'd be a bit buggered. Yeah, yeah, what would she do? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and so of course we then uh, we, we then flash back in, you know, kind of back to the start of the episode with the Dots and Martha being chased. Um, and I quite like the fact that they they show you the, the start and then they show you, the in theory, the present day, and then they flash back to kind of explain what's happened. Um, yeah. Because, as I said, they, they drop hints that Martha actually is... Yeah, Martha knows what's going on, and and the Doctor is, you know, is kind of has been completely mind blanked. Um, and we see yeah. the Doctor using the, did he call it the chameleon? Yeah, the chameleon arc, arch. The chameleon arch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, all right, sounds really cool, and it did look very painful. But what I don't understand is, you know, he says about, oh, it's going to hurt, but then previously says that he's never used it before, so. What I can't work out is how does he know it's going to hurt? Um, I mean, I'm guessing he's probably either seen it or been taught about it being used back in Gallifrey, maybe when he was younger. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah. Um, but the, also, yeah. it's probably just the knowledge of him. He's knowing that he's rewriting his biology to mm. effectively. We had a little discussion about this the other day um, about whether, I mean, does one of his hearts disappear? Does one just stop? We don't know. I mean, I'm going to presume one heart just stops. So if one of your hearts stops, you're you know, it's going to hurt, isn't it, basically, I presume. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if I ever get two hearts, I'll let you know if one of them stops. But, um... <laughs> well, it would hurt if one, if one stopped, let's say yeah. like that. If you have a heart attack, that hurts. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. They do look, when, when someone does have a heart attack, they do look in a bit of discomfort. So, yeah, fair enough, yeah, yeah give me that one. Exactly, yeah. Um, But then we get my favourite characters of the... Um, oh, really? Of the episode. The Scarecrows. Okay, I didn't know you were going to I... say that, but... Well, I just yeah. like they're, they're my favorite characters in this episode or the two episodes because I just I love the way that the actors that are in the scarecrow costumes they did the walk, they did the head tilt. It's just they're not doing a lot yet, they're so fucking creepy. Yeah, imagine watching this as a kid as well. I remember this being creepy as anything, but like, they a... are scary. <laughs> Same as with uh, Baines as well. Baines is the creepiest one of them. Oh, you know what, right? Scarecrows, we got to, yeah. Yeah, we got to talk about Baines because the actor that plays Baines, fair play to him. I've got to say, yeah. he the the facial acting, like kind of the face acting of the guy that played Baines, he somehow manages to like stretch his face into like some kind of you know like Jim Carrey kind of does where he does with his jaw and he's like, you know, he's very over the top. Yeah. It's like a kind of a, a British version of Jim Carrey and I've got to say that just makes the character. Yeah, hundred percent. He's easily one of the best characters in the episode. I think just because yeah. of how weird and creepy he is. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But uh, yeah, no, I, I've got to say I really, really did. Just it's just like the smirk and the eyebrows and like as I said, he just somehow manages to like elongate his face, and I, I just love it. I think it's uh, it's good. But the scarecrows though, yes. they're just you know they're so simple yet so scary. Yeah. And I love yeah, how they've managed a... to make something as simple be terrifying. I mean, that jump scare at the end of, of the uh, of, of episode eight. That I mean, if you'd have watched that as a kid, yeah, that's that's pretty yeah, terrifying. You'd be scared. 
the stitching on the mouths and the eyes as well. The de- attention to detail on the costumes is, is brilliant. Yeah. And for a, a show on limited budget as well, fair play to them. Mm. No, well, exactly. And talking of uh, being on a limited budget, um, something that really did make me laugh was the um, the piano scene with the Doctor and Joe oh, yeah. where he throws the cricket ball. And you can tell that yeah. they took multiple takes to smash that piano. <laughs> because it's already they, broken it's already broken when they drop it and it's just like you know for a fact they were like they were stood there and they were like shit it didn't break quick hoist it up again and do that but something i will <laughs> that did make me laugh was I, i'm gonna say it was it was deliberate uh kind of you know mis uh misdirecting because just the literally the scene before where they're all firing the machine gun and he says oh permission yeah. to take the kid out for a beating and then they just showed us yeah. a bit of rope, and I was like, "Are they hanging the kid while they beat him?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, it's a piano thing. Fuck for that." I was like, "I was, I, I didn't realize that that's what they did in boarding schools back in the uh, the early nineteen tens." But um, yeah, that was a bit of a strange one, to be fair. But yeah, I guess it's pretty accurate. They would have would have been beaten if they didn't do what they're told. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. But I just, yeah, and I've got to say, even though I have been digging Martha, well, we've been digging Martha out for for being a bit needy. Um, I've got to say, her test with Jenny, when Jenny gets, uh, what would you say, taken over, absorbed? What? Oh, well, she's trying, yeah, uh, she absorbed, they absorb them, don't they? The test where she says about, um, oh, I'll put some gravy and mutton in the, in the tea, yeah. Yeah, yeah that is, uh, and she realises that she's not normal anymore. That is good. Yeah, no, I've got to say, it's it's a good, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's such a, a good test and it was so weird as well it was just like i was like wait did i hear that right and then i realized what she was doing and i've got yeah. to say like fair play that's that's pretty smart because obviously she knows that she's being chased by something that's not of this world mm. so you know some someone that's not from around there they're not gonna know yeah yeah she plays it well to be fair to martha i do think um, i've outlined it i'd say it's outlined throughout the series that she is a She's a very capable companion, but the neediness comes from her love for the Doctor, I think. She wants him to recognise her more and show her more affection and, and be with her like in a, in a romantic way. And I think that's why she be, she's needy. But yeah. she doesn't need to be. She's, she is a, is a good, solid companion in my I, opinion. I agree. She's no damsel in distress, which I really like. But I, I, I did yeah. put a note during this saying about is she being needy or reasonable? And I think I mentioned the word needy. In terms of what? Well, it, it's just like, you know, the, the thing is, is it's like, you know, she goes back and she's like, oh, the, 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 there was nothing to say about a meteorite. You know, like when she goes back to the TARDIS, when they see the the well, what she thinks is a meteorite, but is actually the um the the spaceship. You know, surely yeah. she's been with the Doctor long enough to go. That's unusual. That green light and that meteorite is probably something there. So I should probably go wake the Doctor up. Yeah, especially if she knows what's going on. She knows that they're hunting him. Yeah, yeah, that, and and that's that's the problem. I feel like you know, and, and the bit where you know, at the end of the day, to to Martha. I know she's trying to protect the doctor, but at the end of the day, there's nothing for, there's no reason why she should stop the doctor or John Smith falling in love. I suppose it's yeah. just that she's being nice. I mean, for, for me, the, you know, if anything, it'll help the doctor pass the time quicker if he's in love. You know, yeah. he's not going to remember yeah. it, which is a very harsh way to say it, but. Yeah, no, 100% agree. But yeah, I don't know. That was, um, I don't know. It was just saying that, um, that, that I just, 
I couldn't I couldn't work out. And actually, talking of things that worked out as well, you may be able to answer this one. So there's a bit where mm-hmm. they're um, when they're in the village dance, and um, the uh, kid whose name I can't remember, the kid with the pocket watch. What's his name? Um, oh, I just forgot it now as well. Latimer. He, that's it. Yeah, he bumps into yeah. um, Martha, and then they do like a flash forward thing. Now I paused it. I'm hundred percent sure that that is modern. Well, I say modern day London, but in 2007 oh, that yeah. would have been yeah. modern day London. And she, he, he even says he's in. I, I checked this because I paused it. He's in his boarding school uniform. He, yeah, he yeah. says the word Martha in his voice. So I'm sitting there thinking at the time. I'm like, is he a time? Because, yeah, it's a bit. I don't know yeah. why I have this. I don't want to. It's something I want to say, but I don't want to ruin it for or the finale. So I'm not going to say it. Mm-hmm. But I think the answer to your question is that basically he's. He's because of the watch, and he's been opening the watch and seeing the doctor's life. I think he's sort of seeing Martha from the doctor's eyes, in, if that makes sense. Like he's there, um, and that, but you still see him as him because he's just where he is. Um, but he's just viewing the doctor because you know he's seen the doctor's memories, he's seen things go through, and then he's also got that little psychic thing where he can see the future as well, slightly. Um, but yeah, I think that's oh, what it is. Oh, I see. So it's like um, the watch. Oh, so, so is it Harry Potter or something? Where they go in the thing and then they go back in time, like they go through people's memories, but they they're in there. Yeah, basically like that. They're in the position of someone from the memory, and he. Oh, is okay. The so it's more gotcha. So it's a memory rather than a, a time travel bit. What I still don't get about that is I can't think of a memory unless it's unless it's one that we just don't see off screen, which it could be. Of where Martha's running past and bumps into the Doctor. So apart from the first episode where she's Smith and Jones, maybe yeah, Smith and Jones. But that's it's different clothes and different times and places. So yeah, not that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I think it, it, I've got a weird feeling it may be part of a future episode, so we may have to come back to that. Yeah, how strange. But yeah. no, it was just it was a really weird one. I just did that was that was something that confused me. I was like, well, because especially the end of episode nine where he's an old man in a wheelchair and i was like well hold on a minute he, the time lords don't age i was like well that just disproves my theory but anyway yeah. that was um that that was that um and then we get the you know we'll, to, to finish off uh, episode eight we just get one of the weirdest things that i've ever seen just oh, yeah <laughs> well I, I still can't work out who in the prop department thought that those guns would be like alien guns <laughs> yeah they are a bit strange aren't they They are. I guess really... they've just got to be weird yeah and to the fact that where Martha when Martha grabs her one she's actually able to put both index fingers in the trigger and I'm assuming she did that because she couldn't hold it steady <laughs> because that thing looked like so, it was so unbalanced it would have you know just uh, it's a weird one yeah, it's yes. a really weird one but then we get the Mexican standoff for um you know, Great cliffhanger, for... in my opinion. I think it is. Ah, yeah, you know what? As well, you just don't get stuff like that nowadays, do you? No, in no, TV you shows. don't. You really don't. And to be honest, I'm glad that I watched that back to back because if I'd have had to wait a week for that, I, that'd, have, that'd have sent me stir crazy. Because yeah, we should maybe a... we should do that for a two part. We should make we should do it as two part as two episodes, two podcast episodes, and make you wait a week. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say to that? You do that. Fuck off. <laughs> because <laughs> that is just see how no, we not... felt when we were kids 
yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. That that's not fun. But no, I I, I love that. Um, and it's just attention. And I did put. I was just like, Martha's dead, lol. <laughs> because at the time, let's be real, Martha wasn't going to be the one. Yeah, that, you don't that, know what's going to happen. No, I was going to say Mar- Martha was not the one that John Smith was going to be saving. I tell you that. But um, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's just. I suppose we 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 should talk about just before um you know kind of uh, we move on to to the, the next episode. I just yeah. the the I they're just called the family, aren't they? They're never given any names or any. They're just mother, father. Yeah, they're the family of blood, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I suppose it was just very appropriate. They were looking for people that they thought would pass as a family kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, you've got you got who I think is the farmer, but you're not sure who it was. The the, the big guy with the moustache. Yeah, then you got Jenny, yeah. that's the mum. Then you got um, oh god, what was his name? Um, Baines is the Baines. Son. That's it. Yeah, and, and the then you got the little girl with the red balloon. Which, by the way, that red balloon like must have been sellotaped to her hand. <laughs> that is serious it vibes it's exactly the same oh yeah like when the, the <laughs> bit where they where they meet up in the park which is just very weird by the way but they meet up in like the, the school grounds when um when oh, yeah. for the first time and you just see the red balloon before you see the girl that just cracks me up I just got <laughs> really got Jaws vibes from it but um yeah, yeah I, I, again I, I think they, they casted they casted it perfectly I think they've done a good job yeah Hundred percent. Yeah. But um, we then move on to, of course, the next episode in the two-parter, um, which starts off by, uh, of course, by, uh, finishing the Mexican standoff that um, that was started at the end of, of episode eight. And I'm not going to lie, right? There was a part where Martha, I, I genuinely thought Martha was going to say, "Yeah, you can suck my dick." What? Why would she say that? I, I, honest to God, right? I, I genuinely, she she was like, you can. I I think she was like, you can stuff it or something like that. And I genuinely, I was like, I thought she was going to say you can suck my dick. Then I was about to say, what? What in Torchwood is this? But uh, that did make me laugh. But um, I just the most random thing I've ever heard ever. But wait, yeah. I, I I was like, wait, Adam, what? But um. Yeah, and you know the the funny thing is, is the family are going. Oh, you know, I wouldn't want to risk it because Martha does like a twirly thing. Uh, you know, w- wouldn't want to risk it. But to be honest, the fact that Martha was trying to hold the gun with two hands and was shaking like a leaf, I'd say there's a strong sixty. You never shot a gun before, has she? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you know, that's it. But um, yeah, and then of course it's all very dramatic and. You know, everybody flees and for some reason flees back to the school, not to another village. Yeah, that is a bit of a weird one, but I guess they know they've got guns there and they can defend themselves. Yeah, actually, I didn't think of that. Yeah, I suppose if they've got guns there, they're, they're, you know, because they've got pretty heavy guns as well. It's not just like they've got like a mm. small revolver, you know, they've got a full fucking bunch of machine guns. But, you know, yeah, I, it's I, late at night as well. You don't want to be running into any scarecrows, do you? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but um, I do like the fact that the doctor is just running through, just ringing a bell, saying we're under attack, we're under attack, and the kids are just like, "Yeah, okay, I'll grab the rifle." Like, imagine that, like being in school, you just sat in geography class, and just the head of head of year comes in and, he, and just hands you an AK forty seven, is like, "Right, defend the school. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, go to imagine. West Block, and you don't let anyone go through there." It's, it's, I I I know that times have changed, but I, surely that wasn't a thing in school, was it? Like back in the <laughs> no, I, well. So you say that, but I don't know if you had the same thing, but I'm pretty sure that was the same bell they used to ring in my primary school when it was lunchtime and you could go in and have your lunch. 
Yeah, yeah, no, no, we, we had a, we, yeah, no, we had a similar bell. It was, it was, a, you know, didn't like you see, but I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't know, is that is that generally what they did in like kind of nineteen hundred school? Is they t- taught boys how to build a fucking machine gun? <laughs> Must be, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie as well. Like a little, little further on, the lads aren't bad shots, you know. Yeah, I mean they've been training um pretty. Pretty hard by the sounds of it, so they're, they're ready for a war. They can shoot some scarecrows. Yeah. yeah, but sh- I mean, shoot, shooting is difficult. People don't realize how difficult shooting is because, oh like, yeah, definitely. so so much. Like there, there's so many little things. I'm gonna bore everybody with yeah. When I used to target shoot, but there's so many little things that can affect where the bullet placement goes. You know, to the point of where like where you pull the trigger. You know, if you pull it flush, it will go straight. But if you pull it slightly to one side, you you'll it, you know it's gonna curve. Like the 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 gun oh, right, straight, yeah. you know, so small things like that. Like bearing in mind, then you got the adrenaline on top. These are kids. The guns are heavy. Fair play to the kids. Mm. I gotta say, yeah, fair play. I'm, I was impressed. I was impressed. But um, yeah, fair play. And I just again, like, got I got a little bit of a taste of the Shining. Have you ever seen the Shining with the no. uh, with Jack Nicholson? Oh, there's a bit where they're going through and the, the kids going through on, the, on like a trike, and he's going through like kind of. Uh, hotel corridors and he comes up against two twin girls and they've got red rum and everything like that and i'm not gonna lie i i I was getting that vibes with the girl from the with the red balloon yeah yeah (laughs) she's chasing the lad through the school and i was like yeah that's that's pretty um it just was pretty reminiscent of it to be honest but yeah uh, yeah yeah (laughs) and i i then it goes i then have three big questions really oh really Three big questions. One, Good one why they? how many fucking scarecrows were in the local area? Not many, to be fair. You get, or you may see probably what six or seven get shot at the start, and then you probably see a couple more running through the school. No, but it's a bit weird, isn't it? I don't know because there's, there's there's a scene where they where, before they break down the front door, there's a scene where they all kind of like stack up. And I'm not gonna lie, they were using the same shot a, a few times. They like kind of just put the same shot of. Scarecrows like marching, and um, yeah, it was a little bit discombobulating, should we say? But there's there's a scene just before they break down the door, um, where they're all kind of lined up, and there's there looks like there's quite a few scarecrows, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that, to be which fair. begs the question. I know it's rural England in you know, kind of the 19 uh, 1913, but why was there so many scarecrows knocking about? Maybe they came from all if you know, they, they, they had a lot of land back then, if there was loads of fields, you have a few in each field. You know, it adds up pretty quick, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I suppose, maybe. Um, the second thing is, didn't uh, John, well, John Smith, the doctor, whatever you want to call him, he did turn into a bit of a kind of a, I don't know, he just lost his bottle a bit, I think. Why? What way? Well, he just suddenly, he's just like, you know, he has the opportunity to uh, kind of put an end to what he has quite clearly seen through his own eyes is a murderer. And he doesn't. Like, bear in mind, this isn't the Doctor now. This is John Smith. And yeah, but I think clearly made it does it... still seep through. He's he's still the kind of guy that knows that doesn't want to kill. And Matron says that as well. Um, yeah. She says, you know that like shooting is wrong, killing people is wrong. Um, he's that type of guy. He's he's a lover, not a fire. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe actually you're right on the whole seeping through thing. But I don't know. It's just like yeah. you've got this guy, John Smith, that, you know, was was all four handing kids guns and going, 
go on, get on with it, Timmy. You you've got this. You know, you you go put a, a round right between their eyes. Um, but then at the same time, has the opportunity to, you know, kind of end what he has seen. You know, because he he saw it. You know, not once but twice, with uh, you know, kind of at, at the uh, at the village party, and then of course when when the headmaster goes out as well, and then the headmaster. You know, he has yeah. the opportunity to kill them. And he doesn't even. Yeah, but he's just not that guy. He's not that guy to kill someone. Yeah, and I just, yeah. I just said irks me a little bit as well because they've got a very, very good defensive position, and then he's just like, yeah, just retreat. <laughs> Why would you give that up? It's <laughs> just like I don't he know. don't want to kill him, does he? He wants to, yeah. he wants to save him. But then, what's the solution? What do you mean? What's the solution? Well, all right. So let's say the doctor goes right. I don't want to kill the scarecrows. I don't want to kill the family. What what's his plan then? Just throw children at them until they get full up. No, just retreat. He doesn't know what's going on, does he? He's John Smith. He doesn't know what the plan is. He just he decides he doesn't want to kill anymore. So he's just the other option is to retreat. Concrete running away forever. Uh, he's probably good. Mm, I don't know. I, I I that irks me to be honest. I think that was again. So and well, the only then he ju- said about giving himself up. So that's what he would have done. He would have saved the kids by giving yeah. himself up. But um, the third question I, I have, which I, I feel like is probably the most important question. Oh um, God! How in the holiest of fucks did they move the TARDIS? What do you mean? Who? <laughs> the family and the scarecrows. <laughs> did they move it? Yes, it was in a shed that was fucking miles away. The the, yeah. the the dad goes and says, "Oh, I've I've tracked her scent, you know, over there." So, all right, you could say that's how they found the TARDIS, even though the doctor said he put the you know the thing it was it would be hidden. But then they pick up the TARDIS and bring it to the school. I must have missed something there because the only time I remember it being in the shed because that's where they go and they guard yeah. it. Yeah. And then the next time I remember seeing the TARDIS is in the field when the Doctor and Martha are there. Nah, there's a bit where he um, stands out there all like hiding in the bush. And they're, 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 they're kind of surrounding the TARDIS and they're, they're kind of egging John Smith or the Doctor to, to kind of come and get the TARDIS. And Martha's like, look, that's the TARDIS and, and that's the magic carpet. Oh, maybe I, maybe I wasn't watching that bit. I must have missed that bit. But yeah, that is a bit strange to be fair. Maybe the Scarecrow's picked it up. I mean, it's got to be heavy, though. Because yeah, but, does... you know, there was loads of scarecrows, isn't there? Yeah, I, I, I still, I don't know. <laughs> maybe one of them got in and flew it over there. Yeah, maybe. I just... It just I was that was a weird I was one. Like, I was like, wait a minute. How did they fucking move it? <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that was just something that, you know, kind of a minor plot hole. But, you know, that's... Yeah, yeah. Um, It's at this point... I kind of stopped liking John Smith. Why? So we get the idea that he's a bit of a patriot. He's a, phil- like a um, I can't even say the word, a philanthropist. You know, wants to mm. wants to grow the children's minds. He even has the conversation in episode eight where he says to um, the kid whose name I've forgotten again, where he says about, oh, that's you know, what's that? That's it. What's happening with your grades? And he's, <laughs> and the kid says, oh, I'm top ten though. And he's like, I know you're better than that you know stop holding yourself back you know you, you you're better so it's yeah. obvious that he's a caring person yet he's literally told that the fate of everything is on the line and he's just like nah what do you mean he's just like nah what does he do what do you... well because he's he doesn't want to give up his rela- yeah he doesn't want to give up his relationship with joe 
the nurse or the matron. I'm very confused right now. I won't lie. <laughs> you literally just watched this today. They're yeah, having a, com- he's, he's a conversation. He's to give himself up and hand himself in. No, Why no, does that show he doesn't care? There's a bit before. There's what a bit before do? where they're in the house and they're talking. Yeah. And he he says that he, he doesn't want to give him the watch. No, no, because before that, just before that, he starts like crying and everything like that. And I'm just like, yeah, but he's only human. Yeah, but he's only known this bird a couple of months. Sorry, girl, lady, a couple of months. What's what's that got to do with it though? I don't get it. I don't know. I just I just think I'm like confused. if you were told that the fate of the universe or the world, you know, you you were the key to to saving everything. Yeah, I know it's difficult, but surely you'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna go along with it. You wouldn't be just point blank. I know eventually he does, but yeah, but you've got your initial thoughts is you don't want to die. So he's going to be like, he's going to be hesitant. No matter what, everyone's instinct is to survive. Does so he's he going to want to be alive rather than die. And then he's he's processing it his head and then he decides, all right, I'll give myself up. Does he I get die? that. It's logical. I don't know. I, 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 I just, I, it was at this point I lost. And then we get the flash forwards of, uh, of, of John it's Smith and the life it would have been or could have been. <laughs> I yeah. yeah, I like it, but I also just found it cringy. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Really, I, I I just yeah, the bit like where he's like elderly and he's laying on the bed like and they've they've, they've like dressed him dressed him up in old like old man prosthetics and they and he's just like oh the grandkids safe. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, right in the exposition there, you know. But um, no, I don't know. I just I I get that it was important to show that. You know, it was kind of giving him a taste and showing how difficult of a sacrifice it was, but it was, yeah, it was a bit kind of a bit yeah, cringy. Yeah. Like, you, you know what it reminded me of? You what? know, when you see an action movie, like a, a stereotypical action movie, like Die Hard or John Wick or something, and you get yeah. the dead girlfriend in the white background rolling around in the bed sheets, kind of that shot. You know, the right, playful yeah. kind of thing, just to show that he had a girlfriend and he had feelings. <laughs> I'm like, oh yes, right in there. That's uh, yeah. I don't know that 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 bit kind of it just you know, I don't know. Maybe cringe. <laughs> um, but <laughs> talking of cringe, um, we then come to the finale. Well, the finale of this episode, where <laughs> it was pretty obvious that he was the Doctor again. Oh yeah, yeah, in a spaceship, yeah. I did, I wasn't sure. I mean, I obviously I was a kid when I watched this originally, so I probably yeah. didn't notice. But I thought it was yeah. pretty good acting at first. To be fair, oh, it was bad. <laughs> really? Look, bearing in mind, right? You and, and I get, I get what they've. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's bad, as in bad acting from David Tennant because he's playing yeah. it perfectly. He's he's trying to play someone that's trying to pretend to be. He's playing a time lord that's pretending to be a human that's scared. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So, so, but you, you've got this highly intelligent species of things that 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 have tracked the doctor down. Are they highly intelligent? Intelligent? No, they're not very good at tracking him. Let's be fair. Well, I don't know. I mean, they're they're pretty good. They just they keep sniffing a... a watch, and they can never actually find the watch. Yeah, because a little kid who stole the watch and then thinks he's been given it, has been running around the school opening the watch and teasing him with it. They still never find him, really. They ain't got a clue. 
Even though they literally know that he's the Doctor at mm. the end of part one, they still don't go to him. They follow the, the smell of the watch. Yeah, but then they, that, that's because they know that the Time Lord energy isn't there. It's not with the Doctor, it's in the watch. They're only yeah, interested all in the energy. what you do is get the Doctor, threaten him, and then Martha will literally give them the watch 100%. Yeah, interesting points, didn't he? Yeah. I, I don't think they're very smart at all. I don't know. I just, I would have thought that they, I know that he said about the pheromones thing and everything like that, and that's why they couldn't smell that he had the things, but yeah, I, yeah. I just, I mean, come on, it was pretty obvious that he was, for, like, right, that, that's like, for example, say, um, I don't know, you're in your car or something like that, and someone falls onto the handbrake, like, you'd pretty, I'm pretty sure you'd notice that someone pulled off the handbrake. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, I don't know, but it was funny, and it was quite a nice triumph and return when he catches the thing and the doctor's back oh, and then yeah, he says yeah. and then you know he's given the kind of the jargon about oh well this is you know this this is gonna like, overload it'd be a shame if this would happen then he's just like let me give you a word of advice run i, I <laughs> love it it did that that made up for the last 10 minutes of that episode because it was just it flipped it right in the head at the start of the two-parter we see the doctor and martha running and now we see the family running and the doctor's now yeah. chasing them which I just think, I think it's beautiful. I think it's absolutely beautiful. It's good writing. That's, yeah, that, I, mm. I think that's really good. Um, which then brings me on to um, to another question. All right. Which punishment was worse? Uh, remind me of them all again. So one is putting chains and dangled over a pit of eternity. They yeah. can't break out of the chains. One's put into, I think they said, a collapsing neuron style or something like that. So she's trapped pretty much in stasis. The yeah. girl is trapped in a mirror. Yeah. Mirror. Uh, they're all kind of the same, really, aren't they? Just different ways of doing it. And the, the boy is scarecrow, isn't he? Yeah, the, 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 the lad's a scarecrow. Yeah, they're all the same. They've all just got to stay there for eternity and not do anything. So I'd say they're all pretty the same. Oh, I don't know. I think the chains one's worse because you can still wiggle. Yeah, I guess so. Like at mm. least with the collapse of neuron star, you may be able to move around or like something like that. The mirror one, well, I guess you'd be able to go places as long as it was in the mirror. And I don't think the scarecrow could acknowledge what was going on. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'd, I'd say the chains on, but yeah. But so. then again, maybe if if the if the scarecrow one could acknowledge, like it was still conscious, like in a coma. I could still yeah. work out Serenus. That would be horrible as well. I imagine just hanging there the entire time. That must be the most boring thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, mm. And then, of course, we come to the little um, the conclusion of the two-parter. Um, so the Doctor actually goes back to Joe and says about Joe. Oh, it's really bugging me. I'm not going to lie. It's bugged me throughout this podcast that you've called her Joe. I don't but know why. She said to call it's her sad. Joe. Yeah, <laughs> but we've known her for her two matron. months. Nobody ever calls her Joe. I'm still not even convinced her name's Joe for some reason. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's going to be well annoying if it's not because you've done the whole podcast calling her Joe. <laughs> right, ca- carry on talking about uh, the 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 doctor in the matron. I'm just going to quickly Google with. Uh... What do you mean? There's nothing else to say about him because he's not Joe. <laughs> oh, even I'm giggling now because I really want to find out. I want to know who it is. Yeah. 
She's her name's Joan, and she says, "Call me Joe." Fucking no. Joan, I think. Yes, yeah, Joan. No, not Joe. I thought she said Joe. No, it's Joan. I, I I swear she said she was like, "Oh, um, my name's Joan, but you can call me Joe." Like we've known each other for two months, you can call me Joe. I'm gonna have to go back and check that, but I'm on fandom. And main characters are listed as John, Joan, Martha, and Tim. Yeah. So I, I I think you've just spent a whole podcast calling someone Joan Joe instead of Joan. <laughs> I, I swear she said Joe. But anyway, so the doctor <laughs> actually asked her to be to, to be her companion, which begs the question, was he just gonna sack off Martha there and then? Nah, he'd take them both. Take them both. What like um Mickey and yeah. Rose? Or what was the other guy yeah, exactly. there with Rose? The one that ended up like dissecting uh, on TV Adam. or something. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was well annoyed before. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my, uh, like she absolutely slaps him down in the best way possible. <laughs> Where she just is, she's just like, yeah, so has anybody died? <laughs> and the doctor's oh, yeah, like, yeah. oh, shit. All <laughs> of them. I'm, just, I'm just there pointing at the TV going, ha, got him. You know. <laughs> um, which, yeah, I, I guess, but then, you know, the old saying, you know, you can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs. True, true. Yeah, it's great, the, the greater good and everything like that, but yeah, I don't know, it was just quite an interesting thing, and then the Doctor, as as, as said, you know, the Doctor obviously parked the TARDIS away from the house, told Martha to wait by the TARDIS, so Martha couldn't hear what she he was saying to, to the uh, matron. Yeah, <laughs> it came yeah. back like nothing. Else. Oh, I'm just saying bye. No, yeah, 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 all good. Don't worry about it. You know, um, <laughs> Martha knows what's going on, though. I think so too. Because I mean, she's seen yeah. them for two and a bit months, hasn't she? Really? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I do feel sorry for Martha. I, I feel like we're watching Love Island, but back in 2007. <laughs> um, but the 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 final final bit, which I think is probably the most important and the most heartfelt bit as well for this episode is uh, Timothy when he gives him the yep. pocket watch and then it cuts to the flash forward that we had earlier in the episode where they're both serving in World War One, and he says one minute passed and then miraculously dodges an incoming shell and the doctor saved him and I just think that I mean, I was saying to you when we was watching the, the, the first episode that I, I don't like I don't like watching things that are set pre-World like kind of the year or two years before World War One and World War Two because it's just horrible. That That's such a horrible feeling knowing that the world is going to tits like the next year. Yeah, but it's history, isn't it? Well, it's change it. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but I just like you know, I just I feel sorry for those lads, like the head teacher, because you know, <laughs> shit's gonna get real bad for them. And you know, I just I just feel I feel really bad for them. But head teacher's dead. <laughs> well, yeah, the head teacher's dead, I suppose. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel really bad. And it was just such. It was so nice because you know, World War One was such a brutal conflict that it was yeah. nice that the doctor could make a difference. But you know, and then we get like that lovely just bit where they're at the the, the kind of memorial. And he's in the wheelchair yeah, with the, the poppy watch, and he sees, yeah, he sees doctor, the doctor, and the and Martha there with the with the poppy, and, and it's just such a sweet thing that the doctor. I mean, the doctor could have gone anywhere in the world to pay remembrance. Yeah, but only he took him five minutes though. He's, you know, he's got all the time in the world. It's good yeah, that he took five but, minutes out to go and do that. 
I like yeah, it. It's the effort, though. It's the effort. But something we did work out, though, because we actually paused um, to have a look because he's he's got like a row of medals on him. Yeah. And some of those medals were from World War Two as well. So it was obvious that Timothy got he got a bit of a taste for the blood. And uh, he he decided he he decided to to um you know to to kind of fight and serve after which uh... yeah the only thing I would say about that is I mean we're saying he was sixteen in we said roughly sixteen in nineteen thirteen that would have then yeah. made him late forties maybe around fifty by the time World War Two yeah I mean he could have taken Did a he more then too seat. old to serve in World War Two I don't know well I mean my my great 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 granddad he. I think he was mid forties or something like that, but he'd been in the army yeah. since like nineteen twenties. So he'd been, yeah, you know, he he was kind of in a more senior role. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he played a senior role. Maybe he wasn't actually out on the front line. Yeah, could have been, been. Yeah, maybe that's why the doctor didn't have to intervene or something. But who knows? But it was yeah. just such a, it was such a sweet ending. I, I really, yeah, yeah I really brilliant. liked it. But um. Yeah, yeah, so that is it. And of course, we then see the next time trailer, which I'm gassed for, man. I, I, I'm gassed. Uh, yeah, this has been I, your whole uh, Easter egg for the last two seasons. So. Yeah, it has. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is it. It's all coming together. Now, I, I'm not going to lie. There is a very, uh, as I said, you know, when we started doing this podcast, there's a few things that I, I know about Doctor Who. And Weeping Angels is one. And that Weeping yeah. Angels is good. And... Yeah, next up. I mean, I've got to say, this two-parter uh, that we've just seen is probably from the rewatch. My favourite two episodes so far. Nice. Um, oh, they're just brilliant. Like those two episodes have been so good to watch again. Um, and I got to say as well, someone I want I want to give a shout out to David Tennant for these two episodes because probably some of his best acting as well. Because you know his acting is good from playing the Doctor, but to then act as well to then play a human without being himself. Obviously, he's human. Um, he plays such a good part in this and his acting, I think, is just brilliant from start to finish. Um, so, yeah, fair play to him on that. Yeah, no, 100%. It is, the, the fact that he's playing one character playing two characters. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's testament to how good of an actor he is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, yeah, fair play. It's um, So, I think, I think you've probably answered my question in love it or hate it. Um, love it or hate it. Yeah. Got to be love it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Favorite two part, favorite yeah, favorite with, two episodes. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you on that and and the love it. I wouldn't say it was my favorite two part. I still like Satan bit. Um, you know what I'm they are, yeah, they are good two part. But, but I think this one, mate, it's up there. A little better on the rewatch. It's it's a close second. It is a close second. Even though there's a few things that irk me, but overall, it's yeah. just as I said at the start. It's just such a heartfelt couple of episodes. You know, really, yeah. it, it's put together with love. <laughs> yeah definitely it's, um, very emotional yeah so on that note um, I think that's that's everything unless there's anything further you got to say uh, no nothing else I don't think perfect well on that note guys thank you so much for joining us as always um, you know I, I know I said this uh, last this time last week but um, Josh will be back this uh, next week and oh, um, no. yeah and in the meantime don't blink and we will see you next week hey adios amigos Bye, guys.